This morning we are going to be in the book of Psalms. And the book of Psalms is as big as the whole Bible because it tells of people's paths and ultimate destinations. It has been said, the book of Psalms is a mini Bible. Various authors with nearly half attributed to King David. Other names noted include Solomon, Moses, Asaphath, Ethan, and the sons of Korah. Many Psalms don't mention the author. This month, we will be focusing on the book of Psalms by different people. Like the rest of the Bible, the Psalms point to our Savior, Jesus Christ. Today, I hope to connect Psalm 1 to Jesus. Would you please pray with me? Lord Jesus, we give thanks to you this day. We give thanks to the mothers. God bless them and keep them. They are the glue that holds the families together. Especially to Teresa and the new car baby. Bless these people. They are so important to our lives. We give thanks that, that all is healthy and, and doing good. So as we deliver the message today, please be with us. Help us to project the word of God, to bring a message that will maybe resonate and spur our beliefs and our hopes in Jesus Christ. In his name, amen. Psalm 1 is a wisdom psalm, as well as Psalm 37 and Psalm 119. Psalm 1 is an introduction to the book of Psalms. Blessed is the man who does not, does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Psalm 1 is a beatitude of supreme blessedness and happiness and grace. Eric, give part of my sermon this morning, but I'm going to reread it. <laughs> when I hear the beatitude and blessedness, the first thing that comes to mind is the beatitudes in Matthew 5. Seeing the crowds, Jesus went up on the mountain, and when he sat down, his disciples came to him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for those is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall seek God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. 
and blessed are those persecuted for righteousness' sake, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when others revile you and persecute and utter all kinds of evil against you falsely on my account. Rejoice and be glad, for your reward is great in heaven. For they so persecuted the prophets who were before you. The man Jesus, who gave us the Beatitudes, is also the Son of God. The deity of Christ is explained in John 14, verses 8 through 11. Philip said to him, Lord, show us the Father, and it is enough for us. Jesus said to him, Have I been with you so long, and you still do not know me, Philip? Whoever has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? The words that I say to you, I do not speak on my own authority, but the Father who dwells in me does his works. Believe me that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me. Or else believe on account of the works themselves. James 1.12 It said, Blessed is the person who remains steadfast under trial, for they have stood the test. He will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. This might look like Matthew 25, 31 through 34. When the Son of Man comes in his glory, and all the angels with him, then he shall sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations, and he will separate people one for another, as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right, and the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me drink. I was a stranger, and you welcomed me. I was naked, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you visited me. I was in prison, and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him, saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you, or thirsty and give you drink? When did we see you a stranger and welcome you, or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them. If you did it to one of the least, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me. You cursed into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me no drink. 
I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not clothe me. Sick, and in prison, you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, saying, Lord, when did we see you? And truly I say to you, as you did it to one of the least of the, you did it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment into the, and the righteousness into eternal life. Next, we, we look at Genesis chapter 12, 1 through 3. It says, now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you. I will curse and in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Abram is blessed to be a blessing. In Galatians 3, chapters 26 through 29, for in Christ Jesus you are all the sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to promise. The truly happy person is happy because God showers him with favor. The blessed people are held up as examples. Blessed people do not follow the lifestyle of the wicked sinners and scoffers. We look to Proverbs 19, verses 25 through chapter 20 and verse 1. It says, Strike a scoffer, and the simple will learn prudence. Reprove a man of understanding, and he will gain knowledge. And he who does violence to his father and chases his mother is a son who brings shame and reproach. Cease to hear instruction, my son, and you will stay from the words of knowledge. A worthless witness mocks at justice and the mouth of the wicked devours inequity. Condemnation is ready for scoffers. Beating for the backs of fools. While a mocker, excuse me, wine is a mocker, strong drink, a brawler, and whoever is led astray by it is not wise. I'd like to read the definitions of this in the notes of the ESV. Um, this says that these people, these mockers and scoffers and, and evil people and wicked people, they are complete reprobates and quintessential fools. Of such people, it can be said, 
The only hope for correcting his stubborn attitude lies in beatings, which may or may not have the desired effect. <laughs> he has no respect for parents. He will not listen to sound teachings. He rejects all notions of right and wrong. Again, he gets beaten for his behavior. Now, this was a time when they believed in stoning, so uh, hopefully we are culture has advanced from that, but I thought that was interesting. And finally, too much wine is called a mocker and too much strong drink a brawler. That is, excessive drinking leads to picking fights, abandonment of principles of right and wrong. It is implied that drunkenness is common among scoffers. Nonetheless, these are bad people. At speaking of scoffers and mockers, we turn to Mark 16. And this tells us that the soldiers led Jesus away inside of the palace, that is, the governor's headquarters. And they called together the whole battalion, and they clothed him in a purple cloak and twisting together a crown of thorns. They put it on him, and they began to salute him. Hail the king of Jews. And they were striking his head with a reed and spitting on him and kneeling down in homage to him. And when they had mocked him, they stripped him of the purple cloak and put his own clothes on him. And they led him out to crucify him. And they mocked him and scoffed him. The blessed person delights in the law of the Lord. And on his law, he meditates day and night. The law of the Lord should be taken as God's instruction. For this reason, no one should ever think a person receive his blessedness by deserving it, since the covenant is founded on God's grace. Meditate, meditates describes active pondering. Pondering the word of God's law should be seen as the ideal setting of facing every situation, be it ever so mundane, with a view of pleasing the Lord by knowing and following his word. I have come to understand that meditation goes hand in hand with prayer. During our time of meditation and prayer, it's when we ask the Lord to help wayward loved ones, ill friends, business people whose businesses have suffered from the pandemic, struggling co-workers, suffering neighbors, and our brothers and sisters in Christ. Should we devote our time of meditation and prayer to just suffering, illness, and worry? No way. We have a golden opportunity to thank our God for these people, ask that he would bless them and for our bounty. These people can benefit from our happy examples of following God's law. Could be that we have an evangelical opportunity at hand. So meditate, prayer, happy example, and evangelize. Verse 3, he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in season, and its leaf 
does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Matthew 17, verses 13 and 14 tells us, Enter by the narrow gate, for the gate is wide and the way is easy that leads to destruction, and those who enter by it are many. For the gate is narrow and the way is hard that leads to life, and those who find it are few. Like a tree, because of the mostly arid terrain of Israel, a lush tree served as a fitting symbol of blessing in the Old Testament. Transplanted. Trees do not transplant themselves. Neither do sinful people transport themselves into God's kingdom. Salvation is his marvelous work of grace. Yet there is genuine responsibility in appropriating the abundant resources of God. We look to Jeremiah 17:8. It says, He is like a tree planted by water that sends out its roots by a stream and does not fear when heat comes, for its leaves remain green and is not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit, which leads to eventual productivity. The wicked are not so. This is an abrupt contrast. Not so the wicked. They are chaff. A frequent, frequent Old Testament word picture from harvest time for what is unsubstantial, without value, and worthy only to be discarded. Would we put up with a rotten apple? How about stinky potatoes? Maybe we could use moldy bread. The point is that we would discard these items as unworthy. The Lord would discard the wicked as tear and chaff, as useless trash to be burned in the lake of fire. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteousness. This could be any particular judgment that falls on the wicked in this life, but it is more likely the final judgment which allows some to enter the congregation of the righteousness while excluding others. For God will bring every deed into judgment with every secret thing, whether good or evil, for the Lord knows the way of the righteousness, but the way of the wicked will perish. This is what maybe this would look like in Luke 39. One of the criminals were, uh, who were hanged railed against him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? We are receiving the due reward for our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. 
And he said to him, Truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. Here's some quotes from the, the Psalms that we will be looking at in the future. I leave you with. O Lord, our Lord, how excellent is thy name in all the earth. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Thy word I have hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my health. My help cometh from the Lord. Behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Psalm 1 begins with blessed and ends with perish. My hope is that in between we have identified blessings that we need to embrace and evil that we should denounce. By faith in our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we can do this. Hebrews 11 Verse 1 tells us, Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, for the conviction of things not seen. Please pray with me. Lord Jesus, we come before you, bended knee and humble, to ask for your blessings, to ask for your guidance, to give to you the the faith from our hearts, our very souls, so that we can go about today today and enjoy your creation and all the bounty and all the many blessings that you have given us. It is with great joy and happiness that we worship you and that we sing to you and that we fellowship with our fellow Christians and enjoy this day. In Jesus' name, amen.